Hello and welcome to the Three Inning Save podcast. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Eric Steven. With me today is Jacob Birch. Uh, this is not our regular weekly episode, but rather we have a Dodgers Rewind for you today. Uh, Jacob, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, so the last time we did one of these, we didn't talk about necessarily a person, but an actual event. We're going back to a person on this one. Um, All-Stars are coming uh, this week. Uh, All-Star game is within in a few weeks here in Seattle this year. Uh, so we're going to look back at a relatively obscure Dodgers All-Star um, infielder, Billy Grabarkowitz. Uh, he was listed at 5'10", 165. Uh, in various newspaper reports, he was often referred to as little or diminutive uh, at the time. A 5'10", pretty good, pretty decent size, but like, yeah, I think it was the 165 that did him in. Um, much like uh, Mike Sharperson, who we, he, he was a Dodgers Rewind back in July 2022. He was the lone Dodgers All-Star in 1992, Sharperson was. Uh, so Grabarkowitz was a sort of a surprise All-Star for Los Angeles in 1970. But before we get into his career, I have a trivia question for you, Jacob. Are you ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. So Billy Grabarkowitz, he's yep. one of only three Dodgers third basemen to get a hit in an All-Star game. Who are the other two? I don't know, but I'll come up with some names. We'll figure it out. All right, you got you got you got some time to to let stew on that a little bit. All right. So Grabarkowitz, um, the Dodgers drafted him in the twelfth round uh, in 1966. This was the second ever year of the draft. Uh, they got him out of St. Mary's in Texas. Um, so he impressed throughout the minors. He he had a 4.45 on base percentage in his first three years in the minors. So playing mostly shortstop with a little bit of second base. He walked 123 times uh, with Santa Barbara in 1967. Um, so the next year in double-A Albuquerque, he hit 308, 455, 512. Um, he stole 91 bases in those first three minor league seasons. So he was kind of doing it all. Like he, he was, I believe, I'm not sure exactly which year, this was probably heading into 1968 where – he was sort of thought of as like the top Dodgers prospect. Now, obviously, Baseball America didn't exist. No one was really ranking prospects, but he was very highly regarded as a, as a minor leaguer. Um, so in spring training in 1969, uh, Al Campanis, the general manager, uh, said, the greatest base runners in the Dodgers organization in the last 15 years were Pee Wee Reese, Jim Gilliam, and Maury Wills. You can add Grabarkowitz to that list. He's the best in camp. So that's he. At this point, uh, he hadn't yet played, um, or I guess he he may have played. Um, you know, he didn't play in the majors yet in the spring training. So that, that's high praise coming from him. So the Dodgers thought so highly of him, of Grabarkowitz, that they gave him number one that spring in 1969. He was the first to wear it since Pee Wee Reese retired. <laughs> so. They hadn't they hadn't retired uh, Pee Wee Reese's number yet because they waited till he got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame about a, a decade and a half later. Um, this is from David E. Skelton in his Saber bio of Grabarkowitz. Um, quote: One of Billy's childhood memories was watching the televised broadcast of the 1956 World Series with his father. Billy's favorite player was Brooklyn shortstop Pee Wee Reese. The following year, former ace Don Newcomb compared Billy's aggressive style of play to the Little Colonel. That the Little Colonel was what Pee Wee Reese was sometimes called. So the problem was by 1969, um, Grabarkowitz was coming off a badly 
uh, broken ankle. Um, he was he was sliding into home plate uh, in an August 1968 game while in Albuquerque. Um, from uh, John Wybush of the LA Times, quote, they took him to the hospital in an, in an ambulance and the doctors there looked at the contorted ankle and said they'd never seen a fracture as severe. Um, in June 1970, now this is nearly two years after the injury, there was an article on Grabarkowitz. Uh, he, he told uh, the San, San Marino Sun, quote, nobody really told me how bad they thought it was until this spring, so 1970, about a year and a half after the event. Um, I guess they thought I'd throw myself out of a south floor window if I knew. So good Lord. Um, um, so the ankle injury slowed uh, Grabarkowitz. And instead of taking over at shortstop in the majors, he spent the good part of uh, 1969 in AAA Spokane. He did okay, like 264, 353, 415 in 51 games. He also had long stretches in the majors that year, but he barely played. He was active for like seven weeks from about April to early June. Then again, uh, from the last week of July, mostly through the end of the season, although he went to the minors briefly in that time. He played 34 games all year in the majors. He started 18 times, but he only batted 70 times. So, And he was 6 for 65, 092. He had a double and a triple. So kind of an unforgettable year. There was a lot of sitting going on rather than him sort of being dynamic like he was. Now, Grabarkowitz in 1969, he didn't get the 130 at-bats necessary to exhaust his rookie status. However, another way to exhaust uh, your rookie status is by being on the active roster for 45 days before September 1st. Now, these days, because there's no, like, super-duper expanded rosters in September, any service time in September still counts against this. So, But back then it didn't. But he had well over the 45 days, so he – he goes into 1970 as not a rookie. He's no longer a rookie. However, multiple times. So in recent years, um, the Dodgers had rookie position players make the all-star team in three straight years. Jock Peterson in 2015, Corey Seager in 2016, Cody Bellinger in uh, 2017. And in the official like MLB press release, they mentioned Grabarkowitz as one of the small number of Dodgers rookie position players to be named an all-star. This was in 1970, but he was, he just wasn't a rookie that year, but anyway, but he was a surprise all-star uh, in 1970. And we'll talk about that and how he got there uh, after the break. So at the start of spring training in 1970, uh, manager Walt Alston said uh, per the San Bernardino son, <laughs> quote, Billy Grabarkowitz can do a lot of things, but I'm not convinced he can hit major league pitching. <laughs> What a start to an all-star season. Um, uh, so he did have a sp strong spring training, though, and he changed Alston's mind. Grabarkowitz made the team as a utility man. Uh, this is in the same San Bernardino Sun article that was later in the year. I believe it was that June. Um, Grabarkowitz said, I was the sixth third baseman in spring training. I didn't get the first chance, but I got the last one. Uh, quote, four of them couldn't hit in the spring. The other one couldn't hit after the season started. So yeah, it was a, it was a rough time. Um, Twenty-one year old Steve Garvey was one of those in contention for times at third uh, third base that year. He actually Garvey started the first five years, five years, five games of the season <laughs> at third. Um, and I they, never they tried, knew that they tried Garvey a lot at third for like a couple years before he sort of landed. He had throwing problems. He was he was really bad at throwing, and eventually found his way to first base for good in 1973. Now, uh, last week, 
um, the Dodgers honored, it was the 50th anniversary of the infield, the first game they started together. That was June 23rd, 1973. So, yeah, uh, that was Garvey at first, Davey Lopes at second, um, Bill Russell at short, and Ron Say at third. So, um, but before. I think, I, and I think Garvey should have, like, shoved Say out of the way. Said I started. It's a, I started I there the first yeah. five years. That's right. I was. If I listen to the podcast, he said three innings saved. Said five years. Um, after Garvey started those games, uh, Jim Lefevre, who was twenty eight uh, this year, he started the next five games at third. Um, so then Grabarkowitz took over, uh, and for the next two months, uh, sort of had the position. He mixed in a couple games here and there at second. He moved over to shortstop uh, in mid-June, taking over from Maury Wills for about a month. Billy Sedakis took over at third base for a bit. Garvey got another run there. So they, they were kind of mixing and matching. But no matter where they played Gabarkowitz, he was hitting. So he was hitting 347 as late as July 1st. At the All-Star break, he was fourth in the National League with a 341 average. Uh, Tony Perez of the Reds was second at 356, and he was voted to start at third base in the All-Star game by the fans. Um, after a July 1st home run, uh, Austin told the LA times that boy is a bulldog. I'm convinced he's here to stay. He belongs in the all-star game. This is about Grabarkowitz, not Tony Perez. So, um, Grabarkowitz, the problem was, you know, being a non-rookie, but like an unheralded guy, he wasn't on the all-star ballot. So, and back then it was all, you know, like the, the punch card ballots, uh, old school, but he did get a lot of write-in support. Um, this is from the Cincinnati Inquirer in June 1970 uh, from Bob Herzl. Quote, in Miami, a newspaper checked into the all-star ballots at the minor league park. There were 10 write-ins for Billy G. All of them spelled wrong. <laughs> no one could spell his last name right. Um, quote, it's even said that Bowie Kuhn, commissioner of baseball, has proclaimed, we'll accept anything that starts with a G. <laughs> so that, that's pretty good. Now, Gabarkowitz did get a fair amount of write-in votes, uh, you know, for being sort of unheralded, 67,623, but that was only good enough for fifth in the NL at third base. Now, Perez, uh, Tony Perez had 839,000 votes. So uh, if you'll remember, write-ins were pretty popular uh, for a bit there in the 70s. In 1974, Steve Garvey was a write-in, and he he was voted to start at first base. He got such support. Um then he ended up starting, and he won the game MVP uh, and the NL MVP that year. It was a weird year. So the All-Star game that year, 1970, was at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati. Uh, Claude Osteen of the Dodgers was the only other uh, All-Star on the team. Um, so Tony Perez played the first six innings at third base. Uh, Grabarkowitz took over in the seventh. Uh, down 4-1 to one in the eighth, Grabarkowitz flew out to left field. But the NL rallied for three runs in the ninth to send the game into extras, so he got some more chances. Um, now, he ground, Grabarkowitz grounded out to shortstop in the 10th, but the game was 4-4 four to four in the 12th. He singled off Clyde Wright with two outs. That moved Pete Rose to second base. Now the next batter, Jim Hickman, singled the center to score uh, Rose, who famously plowed into Ray Fossey at home plate to end the game. Uh, just think about it, like, it's a famous play, but, like, Man, what a what a what a way to end an Oscar game! Just and you know, it's probably fitting that P. Rose did that. Anyway, um, so with Grabarkowitz's hit to put Rose into scoring position, he was you know very big role in that game. But that reminds me, um, 
Jacob, who were the other two Dodgers third basemen with a hit in the oh, All-Star game? Oh, I thought you would forget. That was going to uh, be lovely. Uh, one of these times where I'm going to do a trivia and then we're just going to go through and through the entire episode. <laughs> I'm just going to not do it. Uh, uh, Ron Say. I will tell you Ron Say is correct for one of them. And okay, it was taking a long time to load. He actually uh, did it twice. Um, 1974, uh, he doubled. 1975, he singled. Uh, you just uh, my, wanted one of the two, right? I don't mean my, my my hint to you is the the person, the other Dodgers third baseman with the hit did it before Grabarkowitz. Um. Oh, that 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 hurts my chances. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, no, I'm tapping out. Okay, it's uh, Jim Gilliam. Okay. There we go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I could have thrown a bunch of names out there, but yeah, there's not there's not a lot of third basemen uh, who maybe also that, I was there. like a lot of times with these questions, I can come up with a real like yeah. a fairly long list of potentials, and I I was I was struggling a bit here. Uh, so on the season that year, Grabarkowitz he he cooled off, but he still had a really good year: two eighty nine, three ninety nine on base, four fifty four slugging. A 134 OPS plus. He had 17 homers, 20 doubles, eight triples, 19 steals. Really good. So he led the Dodgers with 6.5 baseball reference war. That's crazy good. Um, 92 runs scored, tied with Willie Davis. He led the team in home runs. He led the team with 95 walks. He led the team in OPS and OPS plus. He started 95 games at third, 37 more at short, and 18 at second base. So, but after that, injuries kind of took their toll. Uh, in the articles that were explaining his ankle injury in 1968 in the minors, they were like, uh, Grabarkowitz played through like all these other injuries. Like he broke his nose, he broke a finger. <laughs> They're like, oh, he just adjusted his bat, uh, the way he was holding the bat, and he was fine. They were talking about like how he played through all these injuries, but then the ankle like really messed him up. But they all just sort of all took their toll uh, starting in 1971. So he had shoulder problems all year. That year he had two long stints on the injured list. He also, in during one of those IL stints, he had an impacted impacted wisdom tooth, which is it's not a, that's no way to live. <laughs> um, he ended up having a surgery on the shoulder in December 1971. 1972, he missed time with a broken finger. Uh, Gravarkowitz, I believe this is so. This is as far back as um, 1968 uh, when he was still in the minors. But Gravarkowitz um, uh, told the Sporting News, "I've been X-rayed so much, I glow in the dark." <laughs> And I, there's other stuff I was reading about Grabarkowitz. Apparently, he was just an awesome quote. Like he was just like very gregarious and like had really good quotes. So it must have been great. Um, but so he's only limited to 97 total games in 71 and 72, and he hit 186. It's really really tough for him going. So um, in uh, just after Thanksgiving in 1972, Grabarkowitz was part of a really like sort of monumental trade with the Angels. Um, the Angels got Frank Robinson, who was in the, with the Dodgers for a year. They got Bill Singer, who threw a no-hitter with the Dodgers. He was also an all-star in uh, 1969. Um, they got Bobby Valentine, once a top prospect who battled injuries, but he also had uh, 131 OPS plus in regular duty in 72. Um, and then a pitcher named Mike Strayler. Now, the Dodgers got um, Andy Messersmith. Uh, who ended up being one of their best starting pitchers and then ended up being the test case for free agency that sort of changed the sport. Um, and then Ken McMullen, an old friend uh, 
who used to be with the Dodgers uh, and then was back. Uh, he was one of the uh, guys in in um, contention for playing third base. Um, or I guess oh, this is this is after this is after Gabarkowitz, but yeah, like he he was on the team in '63 and then he ended up being in the um, the Frank Howard trade. We did our Dodgers rewind on McMullen back in June 2022. If you want to go back and listen to that. Um, but before the trade, um, before the 1972 season, the Dodgers started putting names on the back of their uniforms. Now, this is the first time they've ever done, they ever did that. And so Grabarkowitz, we, we talked about how it was hard to spell. So it's G-R-A-B-A-R-K-E-W-I-T-Z. So very long name. This is this is from the Sabre bio again. Uh, Grabarkowitz once joked, quote, if the Dodgers go to the expense of putting my name on the back of a uniform, I know darn well they're not going to trade me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just a perfect line. Um, he, he was on the move a lot the next few years. So August 1973, he was traded from the Angels to the Phillies. July 1974, the Phillies sold him to the Cubs. He was released in spring training by the Cubs in spring training 75, signed with the A's, only played six games there and went 0 for 2, and then he was pretty much done. From 73 to 75, he hit 213 with a 340 on base, 321 slugging, 88 OPS plus, but just a lot of injuries. Um, no real power, no real speed. Uh, he still walked a lot, but it was really hard for him to get by, especially with all the injuries. Now, uh, there's I couldn't find a ton on Grabarkowitz like after his playing days, except that he started selling life insurance at some point. And in uh, 2000, he started his own company called the Southwest Marketing Alliance. Uh, where he is a salesman apparently and like <laughs> doing what I get. So apparently he's regaling people with all sorts of great quotes um, uh, now and again. So yeah. I'm that, on their contact page and it says. Uh, there's can, a lot going on on that you can, website. You can contact him, but he, and Bill Grubakowitz, but then in parentheses, it's Billy G in quotes. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. And I think his, his son's involved. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's the man now. Uh, so that is our uh, fun look back at Dodgers All-Star uh, Billy Grabarkowitz. Um, Jacob, did you learn anything today? <laughs> I learned so much. That's right. You learned that Jim Gilliam had a hit in the All-Star game. So as, specifically, uh, at, at yeah. third, I, I looked it up because yeah. I always had him as a second baseman in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had more games. He had 1,166 1, games at second base and yep. 767 at third. So there, I learned. There it is. Um, but yeah, that's it for us today. Um, thank you for listening to the Three Innings Save podcast. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network. We will be back uh, with our regular weekly episode in a few days. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. 